Arr, grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Starship Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, and I'm joined once again by a returning Kerry Warbis. Hello. How are you doing? I'm okay. Slightly croaky still, but I'm good. Yes, don't you worry about me. You're slightly less croaky than you were on the midweek special that we did on Patreon. And what about you, young Matthew? I'm all right. I've been to the beach today because it was very hot here. It was about 35 degrees where I live mm. in like in this part of Porto. So I thought, right, that's it. I'm going to the beach. It's always cooler there. 34 degrees. <laughs> Before Kerry and I start this podcast, we always have a little message backwards and forwards. And I would say, you ready? Should we go? What time is good for you? And Kerry said like she was ready to go. And I sent one back that said, give me 10. Now, Kerry, I accidentally hit send a little early there because the message was meant to read, give me 10 shots of tequila before we discuss this week in the Archers. <laughs> oh, have you not enjoyed it? I've enjoyed bits of it. Um, but I very strangely, you know how the beach wiped you out? Uh, I came home, re-listened mm. to the episodes this week, and then as this evening's episode was starting, I'd already fallen asleep, oh. and I woke up <laughs> Lottie and Pip chatting at the school gates, so I was a little bit, oh, oh my God, okay. It oh. started and hit rewind. I have in the main enjoyed it, you will hear throughout the show. Mm. Uh, it's not without criticism, but uh, should we throw in a quick ad, get that out of the way, okay. and then we will discuss the whole damn thing. Good. Are you looking for a new hobby? Then why not join Ambridge Book Club? Each week, our passionate group meet to discuss a book. And that book is Lark Rise to Candleford. For fuck's sake. Only Lark Rise to Candleford. There are no other books permitted in the village. Any other books suggested will be ceremoniously burnt on the village green on Harvest Supper Eve. Along with the person who suggested it. No! No! I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Kerry, you sound like you're coming from a predominantly positive yeah. standpoint. Go, tell me. I am. I particularly have enjoyed the writing this week. I thought it might be a Kerry Davis week, but I was corrected. And it was Kate, it's Katie Hims who's been writing this week. And I think she's played a blinder 
a few little points of conversation that I've thought, yes, really enjoyed that. My top, top line this week was about having the shelves of succulents. In the cafe. In the, yeah, because I think it just goes ding. Yep, know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Out with the upcycled furniture that Fallon and Pat love so much. Yeah, well, it's cluttering the place up. It's outdated. We want blonde wood and massive lights and lots of greenery and to flog anything from Bridge Farm. Yeah, we're quite divided on Natasha, aren't we? She (laughs) is coming in with this bold business plan. Now, don't forget, less than 18 months ago, she was at war with Tom's family about where she was going to locate her business. Yeah. We know for a fact that she floats everything across 4 million credit cards. Yet somehow her bold vision for the tea room is being completely bought by Helen and Pat. And they haven't even got to Fallon yet. <laughs> I know. It was funny when she was pitching it to Helen and Pat really breezily saying... Yeah, well, you know, um, Fallon, she's she's just a freelance at the moment and it will bring her security. She can be our manager and even Emma can have a job if she wants to. <laughs> and Pat and Helen were kind of a bit protective of Fallon at first and saying, um, I'm not sure how she's going to take it. She's put in years of work here and then almost immediately said, mind you, your ideas do sound really great. Yeah, if we totally f*** Fallon over, that's all right, because uh, I like the sound of those succulents. <laughs> yeah, it's quite unrealistic, really, isn't it? This breezy little meeting, and I'm thinking... Are you saying, hang on, are you saying the Archers is unrealistic? Cider Shed, breaking news. <laughs> I, w- I can't wait to hear Natasha telling Fallon. The reason I like Natasha, by the way, is, I mean, I wouldn't like her as a friend or anything. It's one of those where I love her as a character because she just, she makes Tom a lot more interesting. She makes Bridge Farm a lot more interesting. She's got these wild notions, hasn't she? If she wasn't around, things would pretty much stay the same a lot of the time, I think. So she's a good change agent. Yeah, I just, maybe I'm a bit jaded because i watched house of gucci this week and and i can just imagine like i believe in the end and this is why i will tolerate natasha Mm. even if it means in the long term because i reckon she is gonna take bridge farm and tom for every penny in some messy divorce and you still don't like (laughs) oh it's a fallon thing i'm sorry i know i know I was going to say, it's all born of your protectivity about darling Fallon, isn't it? I hope, I think she should put her dad in charge of accounts. Is he bipolar? Yeah, he he went, didn't he go out on her birthday once and buy two ponies? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, what a good idea, Matthew. He can be a consultant. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio does it in Wolf of Wall Street. He gets his dad in to help. His dad, his dad is the sensible one. Yeah, I I just think it's going to get very messy. I mean, what we've been saying for a long time and a few others have been saying is that you have this sword of Damocles with the EV charging station hanging over all of this. And why yeah. shouldn't Fallon go there? I really want them to fail in this new venture. Yeah. All right, you might like Natasha, but I, I want it to fall flat on its arse. Yeah. And for that reason... I'm out. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) I I want it to fail as well. Well, Dragon's Den. Yeah, I want it to fail too. And I think Natasha will be amazing when she's in free fall and it's all folding and she'll drive Tom nuts. I did like it when she said to uh, Pat and Helen, she said, obviously we need to handle the whole situation carefully. Oh, look at you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Fallon's got to succeed. She's got to be a direct competitor, do way, way better than the refurbed tea room, Sat, make millions with her upcycle tat. <laughs> And just be, yeah, a resounding success over Natasha. Natasha's going to end up with like Seren and Nova waiting tables when they're five <laughs> or something because they can't find any staff. Mm. I was fuming about the mm. cheese deal going through. That um. makes, but what do you think has happened there? Do you think it is still just the the blue cheese and they are still going to go with Cordwell cream? Because because Ian did say it takes forever to, to get Adil to make a decision on something. So mm. Adil does still sign off on it. And he I don't think he's changed that. I think Helen thought she'd lost the blue cheese deal yeah. of her appalling behavior at food fair. All that Ian said was that Grey Gables want to put in a regular order of her cheese. Now, how regular? Is it annual? And is it just like, you know, 100 grams per every January? She didn't ask. And then he said, uh, let's let's go out for dinner to celebrate. And she went, um, not dinner, just a pub for a drink would be good. So yet again, avoiding food. But I, I reckon, do you think Ian has done this because he's a friend of hers and knows she's struggling and it's a bit of a pity compromise thing. He's probably pushed for it, I think himself i know it's a small village and that's going to happen but it's verging on nepotism as well isn't it yeah in the same way that you know linda managing the whole launch thing it can't possibly be anyone from outside doing anything no of course not i mean it can't be I mean, when whenever they do give it to anyone else mm. like that mozzarella producer from shropshire or what's her name <laughs> celia sparrow <laughs> character from the lord of the rings who makes cheese <laughs> they get really shitty about it don't they mm. you know how dare you think of bringing in someone else. This is our village, our cheese. I think one of the worst things for Helen, if she is having problems with her eating again, it must mm. be quite distracting to be sat opposite a head of food. We call it Ian. What is that? <laughs> you see? Do you see? <laughs> <laughs> it was quite nice when Helen said, it's over, when Lee, um, she was with Lee and she got the call from Dominic. Yeah. That's just such a classic, soap-tastic, total opposite declaration, isn't it, of what's about to occur. Yeah, and fundamentally false as well, because Dominic, as we all know, is sitting in an inflatable ring flamingo in a swimming pool in the Bahamas, talking on one of those big 80s-style <laughs> cell phones. He's been doing nothing. He's been living the high life with all of their money every time they're like have you heard from dominic no oh <laughs> that's always a bloody way though with solicitors isn't it sorry if any solicitors are listening to us one of our patrons is a solicitor ah oh, i love solicitors <laughs> um... <laughs> he never seems to be anywhere i was quite surprised that he actually phoned i reckon it's rob phoning up pretending to be dominic oh because there was that bit at the end where she was like really oh, that's amazing that's wonderful. And then Lee went, what is it? I thought she was going, Rob's dead. I did. Yes. He f***ing carked it. <laughs> he wrapped his car around a lamppost. <laughs> yeah, that would have come out of left field, wouldn't it? And I would have been very upset if that had been the case. We can't be done out of him going absolutely rogue at the grand opening ball thing somehow. 
Oh yeah, you're deterred. We discussed this on the Patreon, didn't we? About mm. how that's going to be an absolute massacre. It's going to be like Carrie, isn't it? Where she locks all the doors and burns <laughs> everyone to the to the ground. Yeah, I was just th- I was thinking then when he's going mental at the at grand opening of the ball. I was thinking incorrectly that Jim's piano teacher would be tinkling away in the background, but that's at the Harvest Supper, isn't it? I'm so lost. Harvest Supper, flower and produce show, not what my username on tonight's podcast is. No, I'll tell you what he's uh, put on his screen today. Flower and knob juice. Show. <sighs> yeah, that's about the level I was at. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Harvest Supper, flower and produce show mm-hmm. where there's going to be a cake stand where the returning usha a lot of returns this week usha's back and she's making cakes is she making all the cakes i don't think so she's just in charge of organizing the stall isn't she yes didn't you hear pat saying that she's going to make a coffee and walnut cake in the image of jennifer <laughs> I, did I think that's gonna win surely it'd be a soup cake with Pat, it? like she just pulls up this huge can and there's this wobbly thing oh, yeah coffee walnut and minestrone <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit odd that pat suddenly is opening up to usha and is saying that jennifer would have really comforted her at this point with the struggles of helen i'm thinking well did that really used to happen yeah i think it's false memory syndrome isn't it yeah I mean... she's making shit up just because jennifer's not around you can't pretend well, it happens though, doesn't it? People get canonized after they've mm. passed, don't they? Well, you can just make up loads of stories about how involved in their lives you were, can you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just to hark back briefly to that cheese thing, let's see what mm. happens there, because that makes me really annoyed. That Because I feel like there should be consequences for what Helen did yeah. at that show. Yeah. Like you're professionally trying to shaft a competitor. It's not mm-hmm. on. And to then present well, yourself as so goody goody. And I, I, oh, I just didn't know what I was doing. And you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I really don't like that she kind of got away with that. Yeah. And Ian was like, oh, I'm just going to let you off because you you're know. a good person. Yeah. Yeah. What, what Irish accent are we doing this week? I Karen? don't know. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> um, <laughs> But the thing is, Matthew, don't worry, because we all know what karma does if you rig a cheese competition. Karma steals your child. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah. I I was really hoping there was a really intensely worked karma cheese joke coming there. (laughs) No. There must be one. Uh, hmm. Okay, we've got till the end of the show to figure it out. Is there a cheese that sounds like karma? Parmesan. Karmazan. Carmen bear. Yeah, there we go. With a with a slice of karma ham. <laughs> oh, I was in Mercadona today where they slice the straight off the hoof. Yeah, wizard's hoof. <laughs> oh, stop it! That's an in joke. Um, okay, yeah. So my my desperation to drag it back with my anger about Helen because mm. I think bad people that present themselves as clean cut and lovely should be found out. Oh, now you're touching a nerve here, Matthew. The people's cheese, the people's cheese. I definitely do. Also, do the scriptwriters know what the listeners think of Helen or do they not know? Are they doing this because they know mm. that this will wind the listeners up, that she's got away with it? Uh, are they doing it because they think the listeners will be happy that she got away with it? Or <laughs> are we in a minority and do most of the listeners like Helen? Now, I think if we're going to look at the cross-section of people from mm. social media, she ain't liked, is she? Nope. On Twitter, it's a resounding. There are a couple, but they're very unusual. 
who who root for her. Yeah, I mean, talking of which, I did ask during that meeting at Bridge Farm. I said, like, if you had a parachute, mm. one last parachute, who gets it, Natasha or Fallon? And I think Natasha got like she got the same as like uh, listening to the archers versus counting worms in my poll from the week before. <laughs> I liked how someone answered that the pilot should have it, and they can both go down. <laughs> Well, the suggestion was the pilot has, because I said, you've only got one other parachute. Ah. So you were being asked from the perspective of the pilot. I see. Which, which one of them do you give it to? I mean, obviously, I'm giving it to Fallon. Oh, you'd like to. <laughs> okay. There you go. My Fallon love exposed once again. Did <laughs> I tell you, um, Joanna Van Kampen uh, announced that she was leaving Twitter? And she said, so if there's anything anyone's ever wanted to say before I go, blah, blah, oh, blah. God. And I said, no, that's fine. I'll be free to air all my thoughts about Fallon while you're not here. And she went, what have you been saying? <laughs> Other people that came back, delighted uh -huh. to have Josh back. Although we've been denied the dynamic of the stables, mm -hmm. we got to hear Paul. Yeah. Paul's now a dinner guest. God yeah. rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> he quite enjoyed it. Oh, I, would, I reckon, because yeah. we know that David cooked up a storm at Christmas, didn't he? It sounds like it was chiefly roast potatoes. I mean, what's not to like about that? Yeah, and then Ruth was going to individually label every roast potato with the <laughs> child's name afterwards. <laughs> but Paul was showing himself to be a lovely person. He washed up, he was very complimentary and said that they must cook for Ruth and David sometime back at their house. And David sort of went, oh, that'll be lovely. <laughs> he didn't seem that keen, did he? We are being denied. I mean, we were lucky to have four people in that scene mm. because in terms of the night out, I feel in the good old days, we yeah. would have heard Ben and yeah. Lily on that night out and we didn't. We just know that mm. they're there and then Lily's a lightweight and she crashes on the sofa. Yeah. Josh tried to pass over head of entertainment for the barn <laughs> to Paul over dinner and he was like we could get chelsea to do it as well i think presume this because paul and chelsea were involved in the eurovision thing which just accidentally thought was like a last night at the prom style yeah <laughs> i don't think josh tried to palm it off i think paul stepped up didn't he He said oh come on we can do it we can do it we can get chelsea involved because josh was having none of it wasn't he? oh i really liked this bit actually because josh whose birthday is this on Wednesday, wasn't it? Yesterday. He's 26. So he's the same age as my son, whose birthday was at the end of August. Anyway, how Josh went, oh, it's my birthday. Don't, why'd you give me extra chores to do around my birthday? Do you remember last year when actually on my birthday, you made me clear my room out for the B&B? &B? Do you remember that? Yes. And I wrote down here, that means we're one year on since them finding Kenton's diary. Oh, yes in the little cubby hole in the skirting board and there was something about a girl he liked yeah you know, that wasn't it and then we all thought there was going to be some long lost child that popped up oh is it going to be that woman who's entered the village this week <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i mean they've they've comfortably just forgot a few things haven't they like mm. the because that was occurring around the same time as the the pregnancy yeah with Chelsea and everyone was thinking there was like a parallel and Kenton was going to say, well, actually, Tracy, uh, you know, um, I got someone up the duff. Yeah. Uh, but nothing ever came of it. It was just like his 
posters of T-Rex and Wizard's Hoof and stuff like <laughs> that, wasn't it? And I also thought, whatever happened apart from Lillian accidentally buying a guitar with the message in the bottle in the field? It's just a, mm. it's like it drifts away in the wind, doesn't it? And we never really... It does indeed, yeah. But that was poor form by David on his birthday to make him do that. And I liked how he barbedly pointed out that, and now you're wrapping the B&B up anyway. Yeah, a, a resounding cool. success. One year of business. Yeah. And to consider all the stress they went through when um, Inspector Gooley, or whatever she was called, Linda, came round. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was that? Inspe- Inspector Calls, wasn't it? It was, yeah, yeah, because it's Inspector mm. Ghoul in the show, in the book. Isn't it? Oh, yeah. God, like Linda re- watching the show instead of reading the book. All very odd. But yeah, great to have Paul back. He dragged Josh kicking and screaming out to see the Straw Crows, fresh from their support tour of Wizard's Hoof. <laughs> they were pretty good. And the fiddle player or violinist was hot. Yeah. Josh fancies her and is going to ask them to come to the, what's it called? Harvest show? What is it? Harvest flower produce barn. <laughs> Who the f*** cares anymore? <laughs> honestly. I mean, Josh, I think Ooh. his business should be called the great egg entertainer. <laughs> I know, because I was going to ask you, like, what else does he do other than have some eggs? He's the egg man. Is that it, though? He, hey, he could be, I am the egg man. I am the Paulus. They could be a duo. Uh-huh. I know. They could get Russ back. <laughs> I am the Eggman. I am the Paul Russ. Lily would love that. <laughs> that wouldn't make things awkward around the stables at all. That's just my brain collapsing in real time, everyone. I think people on Twitter were wondering whether Paul was fancying Josh this week. It's a bit lazy, that though, isn't it? Of course. I, I, but I did quite think it wouldn't it be funny if suddenly loads of the cast started copying off with people of the same sex. Out of and then we just end up well you did fantasize a few weeks ago oh. about there being a massive orgy at brookfield <laughs> so who knows maybe maybe that will happen yeah. mystery sister driving yeah. everyone nuts shows up on monday yeah and then nothing yes now what is that all about she bumps into david he's coming out of the shop she's going in the shop has a right go at him well she turned into one of those daytime tv ads didn't she <laughs> have you hit yourself in the head with a hammer like a fucking idiot <laughs> You could be in line for compensation. Mm, and David sheepishly apologised. And then Jim was a right old chatterbox to her. She'd left her packed lunch at home by accident on the breakfast bar, which implies a home, doesn't it? Not like a hotel or anything. Where does she live? Well, she's driven there, left her lunch on the breakfast bar. Described herself as being really bossy and a bit later had a um, conversation on the phone. Well, no, a voice. She left a voicemail where she was being awfully arsy to her brother. Yeah. Uh, who is the brother? I don't know, but her character name is Azra Malik and mm-hmm. Azra's Arabic as a name, isn't it, in origin. But it also has some, there's some links mm-hmm. to it being from Hindi as well so I still think the gills could be spelt G-H-I-L-L or something and be um, of Asian haven't we seen it spelt like the gills Uh, fish gills when when Brian decided to do like a just stop my wife being dead protest in their garden and sat on their bench oh have we I think it was in the in the episode description people think she's Ardil's sister but what's he running from then do you think do you think maybe she's part of the consortium that's buying it 
like his family are buying it. Well, she made a point of saying that I'm kind of a substitute mother, didn't she? Yeah. Um, and this is the mother who had the farm, was it? Or was it a grandmother who had a farm? When he was talking to Tom and Helen when he was ruining their life. Yeah, my mother used to help me strain curds <laughs> by, by, the, by the edge of the river. And they were like, yeah, yeah great. You're going to buy our cheese or what, mate? Yeah. And she spotted a mole on Jim's hand, which is a bit un unhygienic in the shop, I think. <laughs> and said, have you ever got that checked and made him go and check? So is she a dermatologist? Obviously, we are laughing mm. at the fact that we imagine it's an animal, the mole. Yeah. Someone's going to get in touch now. And so that, that's really disrespectful to people that are going to have things checked out. He's literally got a mole on one of his hands at all times while serving in the shop. Yeah, it's like his dark materials. He has like an animal with him at all times. Oh. They filmed that around the back of my dad's house, actually, that series. Yeah. Which he watched, loved, and then didn't realise. And I, when I watched it finally, I was like, hang on, that's behind dad's house. And when I told him, he was like, oh, I do remember they closed it off for ages. Someone said it was Star Wars. So he literally watched without realising it was his back garden. He was sat there watching it, and if he'd have just looked through the patio doors, he could have probably seen it going on for real. <laughs> other, than, other than that, there's a big cat roaming around my dad's backfield at the moment. But anyway, I won't. Oh, one of those where they think <laughs> it's a proper big panther. Yeah, I've touched on this before, haven't I? That one, like a lamb went missing and they found only the hoof. Not a wizard's hoof, <laughs> a blooded hoof. That's what we need in Ambridge. We need a big cat story, don't we? Yeah. I mean, roaming. Alan, she's a big cat. <laughs> but, um, sorry, lost it there. And Paul, the vet nurse, will have to try and do something with it. Yeah. I go, oh, God. I, just give us six months to write the archers. <laughs> Please. A massive sinkhole sucking up grey gables. Mm -hmm. A big cat on the loose, which Paul then becomes a sniper and hunts it down. Yeah. I mean, the only other thing that's vaguely stirring the blood mm. is the whole Pip, Stella, and then accidental Lottie love triangle. Yeah, well, that and uh, Helen and Lee, I suppose, isn't it? That's not stirring the blood. <laughs> That's stirring something, ain't the blood. I, I was very surprised he came back. But yeah, Pip and oh, that whole shenanigans where, again, it was like, oh, I feel, I feel, um, I don't want to. Oh, she had a good point, actually. We've only been going out with each other three days. Yeah, she threw in Stella's face like, would you yeah. tell your mum that you've been dating someone three days? It's a little bit different because it's like, as Lottie said, what, your mum's best mate? Yeah. <laughs> Which I felt pretty funny. And did actually specify that there is a 15-year age gap, didn't she? Yeah, because I mean, yeah. Ruth... Ruth cracked it, didn't she? Oh. And then un David helped her uncrack yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a bit annoying. And then David said, no. She, she's just her lesbian. And I was very childish on Twitter, I know, whilst in charge of the, mm. the side of her Twitter account. And I put up a, les a picture of a lesbian minotaur. <laughs> but Ruth, Ruth bought it and went, oh, yes, you, you could be right there, David. Yeah. And there's no smoke without fire because the Minotaur comes from Greek mythology. And if you look it up on Wikipedia, the first tales of the Minotaur are recorded on the Isle of Lesbos. Oh, stop it. What? No, they're not. Look it up. <laughs> but there was, so there was the toing and froing, wasn't there? And then uh, they went for a picnic in the rain and snogged in, potentially in front of Rosie in the car. And Pip started getting all agitated about whether Rosie had seen them kissing or not. And Stella was like, well, I don't think she did, but do some subtle digging to find out if she saw. Oh, that, that went like 
viral, didn't it, on Twitter, that subtle digging was some sort of <laughs> euphemism. Wasn't a Picnic in the Rain a hit for Blue Pearl in 1990? <laughs> Take me dancing, Picnic in the Rain. Yeah, that's the one. I love that tune. I thought Rosie was going to say to Ruth, why was Stella kissing Mummy for a really long time? I thought they'd bring Rosie in to be on mic just to say that line and then pull her back out because they have had little kids pop up over over the years, haven't they? Yeah. A couple of lines. You yeah. know, I think Henry was in it a few years ago and then just vanished again. Yeah. And George was there as a kid, wasn't he, years ago mm. as well. Mm. As you said earlier, that we are doing this on Thursday and doing another bit tomorrow. So mm. we don't know what might happen on Friday. That true. might still happen. True, true, true. But Pip did tell Lottie, didn't she? I was impressed with that. Yeah. In the playground, because Lottie was trying to hook her up with one of her friends. And she said, well, actually, I'm seeing someone, and it's a woman, and it's Stella. Really? Quite shocked. It was a double wow, wasn't it, that it was a woman, and then that it was Stella. And then all of a sudden, they're round at Ruth's having dinner. (laughs) It was like a comedy scene, wasn't it? I could almost imagine it being filmed. As Pip, obviously, it's for the purpose of the listener, but is just glaringly unaware of the fact that she Mm. is, to the untrained eye, flirting with... (laughs) Lottie and I, I was just imagining like by the end of it like Ruth was pulling down the wardrobe off the wall and shattering all the plates with a <laughs> banger well at one point Ruth said um I've got some bubbles in the cupboard and I thought she was going to start like really spraying champagne all over Pippin <laughs> like the end of Formula One <laughs> congratulations <laughs> welcome to the family I'm so happy uh, it was just a little pot of bubbles for the kids wasn't it I was quite relieved that Lottie was able to go Pip your mum thinks it's me, for God's sake. Yeah. And Pip was like, what? No. And she was like, yeah, you've just literally been here going, you're beautiful. Yeah, put on a gold slinky dress. You look really hot. <laughs> and it's a shame we won't see you. Yeah, she's going off to the seaside. We are taking Rosie to the seaside. I don't know who we are because surely David and Ruth are busy with the flower and produce show. Yeah. Whichever event it is. So I presume it's her and Toby. I don't know. Yeah. It's not Stella, is it? They're not. She's not weeing Hang on. What? She's not weeing. She's not considering I know that much. A, a wee in front of her mum. Oh, I mean, it's just a mess. It's got to come out. It's got to come out sooner rather than later. Otherwise, they're just going to tie themselves up in knots with this. Do you reckon Ruth will be pissed off that she told Lottie but not her? I can't work out whether she'll whether that'll be fine. It's just that she's very smothering, isn't she, Ruth? Like they're never out of each other's faces. Very odd. They live on each other's doorstep, don't they? That's the problem. I know, but like she's all over her business, isn't she? Yeah, I mean, there was that moment where on Sunday's episode when they were trying to do that, should we go in and eat with them or should we go Mm. take a picnic? And they went Mm. backwards and forwards and Pip was said, you know, I was worried that, did you think we gave ourselves away in the pub on Friday Mm. night? And I was like, what? When you went, I'm in love (laughs) with the most beautiful scampi snack. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And when they went for that picnic in the rain, Rosie didn't appear to know how to use a slide. Yeah, she was climbing up the slidey bit, wasn't she? Because Stella said, no, no, Rosie, you go up the steps and down the slidey bit. And Pip was like, oh, you really know how to speak to Rosie as if she's a person. As if she's a human. (laughs) I know. So I was like, well, she is one. When Lottie said, why are our kids always last out? And I thought Pip was going to go, look. And they would just be like crawling along the ground like, <laughs> Kerry? Yeah? Should we have a little break and then come back? Yeah, let's do that. All right. I need to talk about emergency ketchup. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this word. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Kerry, we're back. Hello. Feels like just minutes ago we were talking. It does, doesn't it? I think we talk pretty much daily, me and you, don't we? We do. Actually. Yeah. We didn't get much wrong considering we recorded on a Thursday. We still don't know who Azra Malik is, do we? True. Yeah. Tell me something. Did you clock that it was the doctor during the meeting with Helen? I didn't. No, not at all. I thought it was a practice that had more than one doctor. <laughs> And that Helen had sort of seen one and Jim went and saw another. I thought they were deliberately disguising the voice compared uh, to how she'd been in the shop. Like she had a job voice and a social voice. Yeah, maybe. She was using a vocoder. <laughs> like Cher. Jim was lovely, wasn't he? He is lovely. He is. He is. He is. I worry about him, Matthew. I know. We, well, I worry too. Someone did say on Twitter that there, there are rumours that he may be, the actor may be retiring soon. So perhaps, it, perhaps he's going to He's 82, off. isn't he? I don't know. I think the last time they showed a photo of him on Twitter celebrating his birthday, That's which was right. in this last year, yeah. he was 82. Okay. I mean, he will be totally missed. And I hope he does. I hope he doesn't die in the programme ever. <laughs> Is he going to be like, is he going to become one of these immortal billionaires that are kind of pumping their body full of weird chemicals to burn all their body fat? He looks just so anemic, that guy, doesn't he? Silly ass. Yeah, compared to what he looked like a few years ago. What sort of life is he living in this, this extended version of it? Bloody awful one by the look of it. Yeah. Anyway, Jim, yes, gorgeous. And I hope his mole is fine. I liked the scene with Helen as well. I know I went in on Helen about the cheese yesterday, but the scene with her and the the doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Malik, that was good. Yeah. Because, was it, is it Malik or Malik? We're going to have like, uh, I, I wasn't paying close enough attention. I think Malik, but yeah. I never really thought about that thing that, you know, I've never been in that situation, but the mm. idea she said that she, it was thrilling for her to restrict herself mm. of food and calories. Yeah. And does that thrill come from the control element? I'm not very knowledgeable about this. No, I mean, I know probably when I was at my fittest ever, which is probably when I was in my very early 30s, I used to feel genuinely high if like I if I hadn't drank for six weeks and I was swimming in the morning and running in the evening, like I would go walk home through Dublin in the evening and I actually felt 
pumped. Like I got a real good feeling, like a high off of that.、Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it if it's similar to that as well. Like、mm-hmm. I almost got as excited not having a glass of wine as I would normally having a glass of wine. If that makes any sense? Yeah. That I was denying yeah, myself. <laughs> No, what are you talking about? No, no, I do know what you mean. Yeah, it is interesting. They are、um, exploring this and showing how tricky it must be. Like Lee's conversations with her, where he and Pat's actually. I like how they're actually being open with Helen about how afraid they are of putting a foot wrong. So、mm. instead of tiptoeing around her, they're actually telling her. They don't quite know how to approach this, and what they don't want to do is upset her or trigger her or whatever the wording is. And that he he felt a little guilty, Lee, didn't he? Because of being a fitness instructor and karate teacher, he watches calories a lot, and you know、uh, adheres to healthy eating and is quite scrutinising what what's what's going into his body. So I, th- I think he was worrying that he had overdone this in some way, and that that was a reason, in part, for Helen to be like that. In the same way that Pat was worrying too about her、um, control over food. So you start questioning yourself as as someone who loves that person as to how guilty you might be, which is all probably false. But it shows how much they do care about her. I think. Did you notice? She said to the doctor, "Do you have support from your family?"、Mm. And she said, "Yeah, I can speak to my." Mum, I can speak to my partner Lee. No, Tony, totally overlooked.、Uh, yeah. Do you think that's because Tony went so nuts about Rob? Oh, it's an interesting one, isn't it? And it's also interesting that she says, "Yeah, I can talk to my mum and my partner," but only because Pat spotted things and made her talk. It wasn't like she was opening up to her willingly and proactively. And the reason that Lee has Been speaking with her is because Helen suspected that Pat had told Lee something. So it's kind of true she can speak to them now, but that wasn't anything that was entering her mind to do. And、it? they had that scene in earlier in the week where they both found themselves at home at the same time,、mm. Lee and Helen.、Mm. And he was like, "Oh, I just." She was like, "Oh, my." Disturbing you? I I didn't know you were going to be here. I couldn't get out of my head that Lee was in full Wolverine costume and he'd been busted. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, and when they were stuck in that traffic jam, they kind of almost never have time alone where they can speak. But because they were stuck in that traffic jam, which was quite a clever little device, wasn't it? They were forced to spend hours speaking with each other, with no kids around, no sort of like having like tiredness and going to bed, no figurines to play with, no Xbox, <laughs> <laughs> whatever they get up to. Yeah, there was nowhere to run, was there, for either of them? Yeah, even though actually Ruth did suggest that Lee did go for a run. Yeah, because she said, "I know what." Because he just got off the flight, and she said, "I know what you're like when you've been cooped up in a confined space." And I was like, "She locks him in a box."、Mm. I did think that was a bit metaphorical, wasn't it, about their relationship, the being sort of confined, the traffic jam thing, and also that that you've just said that you know, yes, Lee probably does feel like he could do with a really good run to Heathrow and an aeroplane, <laughs> and just to get the <laughs> hell out of there, really. Oh, it's quite a stifling relationship, isn't it? What else have we got then? Usha saw Pip kissing Stella. I thought Usha was pissed. She was speaking in a very strange way. I think that was meant to be her being completely thrown、yeah. by the the love scene that she stumbled in upon. Wow,、well, I thought that was quite poor. Yeah, I mean, I liked the way that 
she ended up saying to, I mean, you could just see it coming a bloody mile off, couldn't you, what yes. she said to <laughs> Ruth. She mentioned threw Stella's name in there and she was like, Stella, why wouldn't they tell me? I mean, I think if Ruth does a little soul searching, she'll figure it out. I think in Ruth's head, she thinks it's been going on a lot longer. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Her nose has put out of, has been put out of joint because David was told before her. Now Usha's discovered it and Ruth was in the dark. And I think, but she's so very clingy and wanting to know every single thing about Pip, isn't she? I did put on Twitter this evening, you know, that young one's picture where someone asks a question, hands up, who likes me? And everyone puts their hands down under the ta table. It's like hands up, who's told their mother every single thing that they've been up to? Yeah, within like a space of a week as well. Exactly. And I know, yes, it is. If you do something bad as a kid, you normally leave like a three-week period. So like, I did something, but it was three weeks ago. So I'm older now and wiser. <laughs> and yeah, obviously Stella and Ruth being friends puts a slightly different dimension on it. But it's too soon to be describing every element of how this is progressing to your mum, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, Soz mum. <laughs> Do you think Pip's going to be pregnant once they've bedded yeah. in and settled down and got solid? Do you think she'll go, oh, I haven't had a period? And Stella will go, that isn't how lesbianism works. You can't <laughs> get pregnant. But it'll be Toby and she'll have Rosie Mark too. They did have that awkward one night stand where she was just testing herself one more time, didn't they? Yeah, exactly. That, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, though, would it? I think they could all deal with that. Yeah, they will all deal with it, but I think it's going to happen. I honestly think this, I know we've, we've kind of been building up to this. I actually think this makes Pip a much more interesting character in the show. I, I know that you were kind of oh, more Pip at the beginning of tonight's episode. Yeah. But I actually don't mind the Pip and Stella storyline. I quite like it. Yeah, once all this shit's stopped where it's like oh we're behind everyone's backs and it's been a bit like just crack on get you know once they're getting on with it and just being a hopefully fairly functioning couple with co-parenting and getting on with farm life and eventually taking over the whole farm and what have you when that's underway yes i might be a bit more tolerant but it's just been a bit bit much this do you think the cat's out of the bag now is it? i mean i thought yeah. at one point that ruth was gonna be oh she's dating lottie and stella <laughs> yes well it can't be yeah no, it's Lottie, isn't it? Oh, she was so dense, really, wasn't she? Funny bug. I think maybe she feels a bit of a fool as well, doesn't she? It's not just that she hasn't been told. She probably feels foolish. I mean, it's her daughter, isn't it? So it's very close to home. Mm. And I think, therefore, she should understand how that works both ways. But yeah. I mean, I actually got, off. I've been offended in the past when good friends of mine have started dating and they haven't told me. And they tell me it like, they tell me later and, uh. you know. But when I, as you get older, you think, well, that was really none of my business. You know, yeah. they, they could have just taken their time and and decide they just didn't want to cause ruptions. And they waited until they thought it was, like you said, like it was more solid. Yeah. And then they told me. Yeah, because who knows what's going to happen? So you, you know. get an insight into what a dick I was when I was like in yeah, my 20s. I made it all about me that my friends were dating. You were Ruth. <laughs>
Yeah, I've really seen photos. You look very much like her. Yeah, I'm very. I was. Yeah, I was equally sexist. I used to go out and score sheep on a scale of zero <laughs> to ten. <laughs> yeah, when they were doing that, it made me think of that beautiful South song, "Perfect 10. It's a good song, that isn't it? Yeah, I like the beautiful South. I saw an interview with Paul Heaton once, and they said, "Do you get stopped much, like by people in the street who recognise you, or like huh. when you're in a pub?" And he said, "People always double take, and they all think, nah, too old, too pissed, can't be him.'" <laughs> That's good. It's a shame Jackie Abbott's not on Twitter anymore. Shall we discuss our six new <gasps> patrons? Da, da, da. Yeah, especially if it involves six new jingles, Matthew. Do you want me to put that dun, dun, dun in there again, Kerry? Like I did when we broke the news that we were... Yes, please. Do Sorry, some wild animals going nuts. It's <laughs> like the window. You. Yeah. Is it the Black Panther of Porto, the wild, the big cat? Luckily, I left a little bit of panther chat in the edit, so that will make sense. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. it would be like, what the f*** are they talking about? Just topping up my uh, Casalero Diablo Merlot. Sorry about that noise. That's all right. Okay, go, go. Patreons are us. Hit it. This is for John Doolan, who became a patron on the 27th of August. Okay. His surname was Doolin. He knew what he was doing, so he signed on the line, became a cider shed Patreon. <laughs> Doolin! <laughs> Very good, Matthew. I was like jogging away to that in the background, not realizing it was Big John. And then they sang it. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks, John. Much mm. appreciated. The next one is Secondhand Surfboard. Oh. Yeah. Bit of Beach Boys coming up, is it? You'd think so, wouldn't you? <laughs> but no. <laughs> Secondhand Surfboard. Uh, what I really wanted to do here was to push AI to its very limits mm. and also just say the word surfboard over news in Secondhand News by Fleetwood Mac off of ah, Rumours. Okay. Um, now, anyone who knows me knows how painful it'll be for me to listen to a song from Rumours, but I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna brave it out anyway. But the second word news in secondhand news goes on for quite a long time. They drag that word out and I wanted to see if AI can do that as well. And uh, I don't think we need to worry about AI taking over the world anytime <laughs> soon, because here's what it did. Surfboard. Thanks, secondhand surfboard. Surfboard. <laughs> yeah. Secondhand surfboard. Thank you very Fantastic. much. Fantastic. Yeah. Next one, Deanna Dawkins. I mean, that's a name just made for a jingle, isn't it? Mm. Now, this one originally I sang. Okay. And somehow I've managed to lose the version of that somewhere. So I just, I just got AI to do it. Deanna Dawkins became a Cider Shed patron. Lost on a feeling or something, is it? Was that from Lost on a feeling? Yeah. Well, it was in Reservoir Dogs. It was. It? I I like the AR going weird. The AR. The A AI. AI Yeah. That's the Bristol version. Um, <laughs> Kate Melnick. Now, Kate Melnick mm. has had a jingle before because she emailed in on the the limited edition emailers, and you get a jingle. <laughs> but she gets another one because she's become a patron, and she. Yay. Yeah, she got this. Let's hope she's a fan of Black Sabbath. This one goes out to Kate Melnick, absolute legend and cider shed patron. No bats were harmed in the making of this jingle. 
Next up,、mm-hmm. Lynn Bird. Rise up this morning. Opened up Patreon. And there was Lynn Bird. Becoming a patron. <laughs> Singing sweet jingles. Of a podcast pure and true. <laughs> Thanks, Lynn. Wow, that's the best one so far. I think. Oh, really? Okay.、Right. Yeah. I, I tried to give as much time as I can to all of them. Yeah. And lastly. Okay. Joining today. Ooh, is it Peter? It's not Peter. Peter wanted jingle. We'll come yeah, to that. Yeah. Suzanne Mary Young.、Mm-mm. A massive cider shed welcome to our new cider shed patron, the wonderful Suzanne Mary Young. Thanks, Suzanne. Fantastic. That's like classic. That one, isn't it? Before we go any further, thanks to everyone who helps us out on Patreon. Like I say, I know I say it every week, and it sounds like I'm just repeating myself, but it is a massive help. And you know, when you sat here. Recording, planning, writing, editing, making silly jingles, making silly adverts—you know—it just makes it all worthwhile. Yeah, I mean, who, that, who in their right mind would do this on a Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, well, that's true. Yeah, I know. Peter said last week he actually considered signing up Patreon so he'd get his own jingle.、Mm-hmm. And the reason I was late coming to the recording tonight, Kerry, was because、mm. I made a Peter jingle. <gasps> do you want to hear it? I bloody do. Okay, here you go. Um. Hey everyone, it's、uh, me, Peter. I just found it on、shut、a soundboard. Shut up! I have an erection. Everybody, shut up! <laughs> oh, I really did hope it did include some of his lovely voice, and it did. So well done. Quick word about some people who got in touch with us on email.、Mm. This was a good one. This was just as we were, actually this was just after we. F- Finished before we went on holiday. This is from Hugh Parker.、It、says hi, team. I've been a follower since you first escaped from the other place.、Ooh. The people's cheese. The people's cheese. The people's cheese. The people's cheese. I'm off all social media these days, so I'm not in touch very often. But I love what you do. Anyway, I've just been listening to Gaslight on Radio Four. It's a modern update of the 1938 play by Patrick Hamilton, a thriller set in Victorian London. And without giving away too much, it deals with coercive control.、Mm-hmm. Was the inspiration for the very much more recent term gaslighting?、Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a film as well, which is bloody great. It's a terrific thriller and currently available on BBC Sounds. I would also recommend either of the film versions, which are available on、mm-hmm. streaming platforms. Anyway, the BBC's reimagining of Gaslight was excellent. The male lead, Jack Manningham, is played by James Purefoy. But here's the thing: he sounds uncannily like Rob Titchener in The Archers. Oh. I'm not saying that James Purefoy has borrowed from Timothy Watson、mm. or vice versa.、Mm-hmm. I'm simply saying that both actors have tapped very convincingly into a particular kind of male toxicity. Suffice to say, throughout listening to Gaslight, I couldn't get the image I have of Rob Titchener out of my head. And then he finishes off.、Uh, Cable Towers United have got off to a lousy start this season, but I confidently expect them to be at the top of the table by the end of it. Don't you love an optimist? Keep up the great work, Hugh Parker.、Ah. So he's obviously in the league. He is indeed, and vying for the prize that will be available at the end of the season, of course. No fantasy football section this week due to the utterly shite international break. I mean, Harry Maguire, man. 
what the actual that is interesting the film is great though matthew the the very old one joanna campbell black got in touch to say oh my days had to listen to word from our sponsors three times <laughs> laughing so hard on the latest podcast comic genius and with a pat chat chaser too much thank you <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Referring to the... Yeah, a lot of people actually got in touch to say they liked the... Adverts. The Grey Gables advert. Um, I personally preferred the tea room one just because of the, the girl reading the signs that were on the wall. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ellen Milton got in touch. Mm -hmm. We did a jingle for her once, didn't we? She said, Hi, or just made me realise that I need a cider shed on the couch mashup in my life. Oh, this is following on from what someone else said, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. With regards to the other Archer's podcast... <laughs> I'd love to know what happened. I was a listener from the beginning, but since Lucy and Kerry left, I've not listened at all. It all just seemed off somehow. Yes. Anyway. You are right. Thanks for the laughs. The Grey Gables advert had me in stitches. <laughs> Keep up the sterling gold work, Ellen. Oh, oh very clever, you. Ellen. See what you did there? Oh, thank you. You, you. you know what's good and proper, you do. Thank you for following us. Oh, Chris got in touch to say, thank you, Matthew. Hope you and Kerry have a good break. Swindon forever. <laughs> Is that Chris uh, who lives in Worthing? It is. I love him. He's very nice. So we have a Facebook group, which is called the Cider Shed Podcast. You have to look for us under that name and you'll find us. A couple of interesting things that popped up there. There was a lot of people, again, being very nice about the, the episode. Helen Mystery sent photos from an agricultural and cheese show. Oh. <laughs> she said, no sign of Helen. Just as well, looking at the state of the Stilton by the end of the day, I don't think the Borsetshire Blue would have stood a chance. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else witnessed this, but Scott Anderson said that uh, he got an advert for Cunard. Oh. What sounded like Midjor on it. Singing? <laughs> it probably sounded like one of yours. That, I can imagine. <laughs> Got a feel for Sue here. She wrote on September the 4th, Oh my God, it's Monday. I'm about to commute to Glasgow in the hellish traffic and no podcast. Oh. I think I might have to call in sick. I can't face this week. <laughs> this is so much love. I love it. It's so nice, isn't it, to hear from people in this way. I, it's just weird to imagine folks sort of pootling along on trains and in cars listening to our, frankly, nonsense. Claire Marie wrote um, that she's she must be going through the back catalogue. So she said, I'm up oh, to yeah. January 22nd so far, dreading the day when I have to wait a week for each one. Oh. <laughs> and Liam said, this was like two weeks ago, check my Patreon was still set up. And then I remembered you guys have a life. So oh. we're having the week off. Yeah. But didn't we only come back and do the week that we didn't do we did, and yeah. release it on bloody Patreon. Yes, we do. You think we were going to leave you without an episode? No way. We haven't actually got a life. <laughs> Just a little bit of feedback on our Instagram page, which is at the Cider Shed Pod. About a couple of messages there after the special we did in midweek. Kate wrote, Kevin sounded as if she was at death's door. And I wrote, Not sure I've met Kevin. <laughs> Well, did I sound so hoarse that I've turned into a Kevin? I did sometimes with my handwriting, because my name is spelled K-E-R-I. I'd write my name and people would think it was Ken. Okay. So I've never had Kevin before. I did a mock-up of you do it of the Adam log, and I wrote Kerry Loggins. <laughs> um, do you remember? Ooh, That's Adam. never seen the light Ooh. of day. Ooh. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I thought about the other day. Oh, God. Alice and Chris. Oh, dear. There's so yeah. many, aren't there? Just sort yeah. of drifting in the ether, not speaking to us. Vincent got in touch on Instagram okay. to say, for Matthew, this is an interview between two... He sent me a link. 
It's an interview between two artists who come from my part of the world. They talk about creative process, family and living abroad. Noah, panda bear, lives in Porto and Paul, walkman, lives in Seville. Mm. They live in your part of the world, but from Baltimore. Animal, animal Collective, panda bear and Washington DC, walkman. Panda bear, is it just an album with Sonic Boom? Is that the same person i was listening to that album unless i've got that horribly wrong and i'm making an ass of myself Animal collective aren't they sort of well known yeah 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 that but that guy out. panda bears just done a, an album with sonic boom from one half of spaceman three oh. and it was bloody brilliant when i listened to that album i hope i've got that right that's interesting so he lives in porto okay kerry do you want to say a little bit about our twitter yes on twitter you can find us at the cider shed pod and we're doing right well on there after a, it was odd on holiday not tweeting but um i had to have to say it was quite nice to not even have to think about it very much please do take a look there join in hashtag the archers capital t capital a it's a right laugh and that's where you'll find our updates about latest episodes and patreon stuff as well you can also get in touch with us on our email which is hello at the cidershed.com as those other people did drop us a line we will read it out kerry yes reviews what we got we've got one lovely review i'm really like this one but we'd like a few more please if any of you are listening and haven't written a five-star review please do so because it really helps us get do it on the apple podcast site and how to do that you'll find in our podcast notes on every single episode so please just like a couple of words it will really help us anyway ali c farmer took the time to write a few words and a five-star review and they say you are both mad <laughs> but i am Cheers. yeah she's not wrong or he's not wrong but i am loving your podcast anyone addicted to the archers needs to listen now that can't have taken long to write but it's made matthew and me very very happy and it's helped the cider shed have a 4.8 rating be haste to get up to 4.9 wouldn't it it would wouldn't it i mean i can't even dare to hope for five but 4.9 go on help us we'll never get five because people anonymous people just pop in and give us a one-star review every now and again and leg it don't they but they don't write any words funny that isn't it yeah yeah and i am putting those reviews back up on instagram i had a little hiatus while i was on holiday but they're coming back up someone did get in touch actually i think it was on facebook and said that they needed guidance in how to leave the review because they tried multiple times so i would that person i will go back and have a look and try and okay help them and somebody the last recording that we did that was on general lease mm-hmm. you said you just had a lovely lamb shank before <laughs> recording and they uh they felt that might be a euphemism and or rhyming slang. <laughs> Which dirty bastard wrote that? <laughs> Do you know what? I'll have to go, I'll go away because if I, I've got a feeling in my head, I know who it was. But if I say the wrong name, I'll oh, be yeah. stitching something no, 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 It's right. funny, it's funny. You, you know who you are. Make yourself known to us. <laughs> what if I had both? So, you know. All right, Kerry. Yes. Should we go and have a weekend? Yeah. I'm going to a little gathering tomorrow and I'm taking my mum to see an Agatha Christie film on Sunday. What Agatha Christie film are you going to see? It's something to do with Venice. Kenneth Branagh's done it. Okay, all right. We will be back next week. I cannot wait to see what unfolds. I I want the tension at Brookfield to increase. A bit more (laughs) pull and let's find out 
Let's find out whose sister she is. We, we're starting to suspect it's Adil. It's very heavily leaning that way, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want Vince to come back. He's in the episode descriptions, if not ne- next week, the week after. No way. Sorry, people who like don't like spoilers. So there you go. Vin- Vince is coming. Okay. Lovely. Look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Hurrah. Okay, well, thanks, everyone. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. I'm just topping up my uh, Casalero Diablo Merlot. Ah, I've borrowed. Uh, yeah.